Yo, this is Jerry Sylvester, and you're listening to For Those Who Know. This season, we'll talk with artists, musicians, and other creatives, journalists, educators, and anyone else who's contributing to the culture, pushing the needle, and stretching the margins. From one-on-one conversations to roundtable discussions, covering everything from hip-hop to quantum physics. Wait. Wait, okay, no, not actual quantum physics, okay? But if you're unfamiliar with black culture, then it might just sound like it. (laughs) Addressing the world the only way we know how. Talking about it. Everybody has a story to tell. These are just the ones you should know. Let's go. Yo, welcome to the show. You're listening to For Those Who Know. I go by the name of Jerry Sylvester, and welcome to uh, to season one. This is the pilot. This is episode zero. Um, it's very late tonight, this morning. Um, I have an early flight first thing in the morning to Puerto Rico that I have not even began to pack for, mainly because I'm lazy, and also because I was watching Agents of Shield and Sherlock on Netflix because I got to get my fix. So, I say that to say we're going to just roll right into it. You know, I've kind of been, you know, going back and forth on what it was I wanted to just talk about, particularly for, like, this first quasi-episode. And so I wasn't sure, but I knew that I had feelings about something that happened earlier this week. And I kind of just been, you know, sitting on it, mulling over it. So, I'm going to attempt to expound on it for the duration of the show. So earlier this week, the one Barack Hussein Obama gave us his farewell speech from Chicago. And all right. So I don't know that prior to this, how much I actually cognitively recognized or even realized how much representation matters. Right. Like innately, I've always known it's it's something that that has just become consequential to being black, right, as it, as it relates in regards to the media and the images that we see that we're inundated with on a regular basis. But I don't know how much, you know, actual brain energy that I put into it. Whereas I think, you know, growing up, especially coming from a place like Arizona, where you'll never not always be one of two black kids in the class, someone's going to ask you, can I touch your hair? How often do you wash it? Like a myriad of just white-ass questions. So because of that, I think you always, in the back of your mind, just know like, yo, I want to be in spaces or or I want to see things that look and resemble me, right? So politics aside, I think what we're all going to miss about the Obamas will be the Obamas themselves, right? Because never in our entire black ass lives, <laughs> have we ever seen the same quality of love like that of the Obamas? All right. Um, let me try to put this in, in, in some kind of context. Prior to the Obamas as a collective family being in the White House, I cannot say that I have ever seen 
love, romance, intimacy, and vulnerability displayed in the same way that I have seen from the Obamas. And that in and of itself has been enough to subvert this mainstream populist idea of a caricature of what black love is supposed to look like. And they defied that narrative. And because of that, we'll have a whole generation of young men and young women who will never not know of this kind of relationship. In the White House, a black family exalted to the highest level possible governing over the nation. That in itself, yo, yo, that's revolutionary. And so because of that, I want to rap not just about love, but the lasting positive impact that their particular representation of that love has had and will likely continue to have on black people. And also because earlier this week, as I said, President Obama gave us his farewell address, right? And there's some things in that, in that speech, you know, specifically that I want to highlight. I'm going to jump to that. But lastly, because by the time you hear this episode, Donald Trump will have been inaugurated as the president, the commander-in-chief of the free world. Now, let me get this off the rip. Yo, we don't fuck with you, B. <laughs> like, and if you're anything like me, and if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume you are, because if you're not, then I don't know why you're here. You're just being hella weird. But the only Donald that we acknowledge is Glover. Like, shout out to the blackest TV show ever created. Right? Like, word to my homegirl, Mahalia, for the gym. Sidebar. I can't think of a more elegant display of uh, artistic blackness wrapped in 30-minute interviews with a more significant, dynamic, and rewarding soundtrack of my life. Like, Atlanta might as well be the singular saving grace of all of 2016. It's a short list, yo. But Atlanta, that shit saved lives. You feel me? Um, but yeah, like I said, yo, I, I want to talk about love. And, and maybe, you know, maybe this conversation that we have about relationship goals, right? The, the funny memes, the, the conversations that show up on the timeline, on Twitter, or on Facebook. So, all right. So this is what it is. I feel like the Obamas have unanimously changed, maybe even altered, what it means or even looks like to really be crazy in love about another person. And, and not to you know, further romanticize their already seemingly magical and you know, mythical relationship, but yo, they are definitively... And 
literally the personification of relationship goals. And so real quick, I kind of want to deviate and I want to play a clip from, from his address that is basically the entire crux of this whole conversation. Maybe you still can't believe we pulled this whole thing off. Let me tell you, you're not the only ones. Michelle? You took on a role you didn't ask for, and you made it your own, with grace, and with grit, and with style, and with humor. So it was this particular, you know, segment of his whole entire address that really just shut my whole entire Twitter timeline down. Now, he always takes moments during his speech to like shout out the first lady. Like that's not new, you know, but it's dope every single time because you can you can almost feel the love and the emphasis radiating from him like it's 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 visual it's visceral you know what i'm saying like this shit's dope and and so you know so so following you know the whole address you know i'm on twitter and i come across um you know one of my friends tweets um my boy truth be told amazing poet really dope artist right so he tweets he's like sisters want to be looked at like potus looks at flotus Brothers want to be supported like Flotus supports POTUS. Let's get it. So here's the thing. How do we get it? Like, like how do we, like how, Sway? Like in 140 characters or less, like he eloquently expressed all of our collective shared sentiment. Like that's the type of shit we want, right? 
I don't know that I'm qualified to completely answer that. I shot my shot to a shorty last week. Yo, she left me on scene. It's been, you know, five days. I mean, at this point, like, I just got to stop liking your pictures and act like the shit never happened, right? Like, that's that's what we've come to. <laughs> but, but, but I know that I want it, right? I know that I... I desire to have that kind of relationship um, that I've seen represented for the last eight years that just also happened to be not just a black family, but the first family, right? That's that that level of, you know, um, commitment that we're all striving for. We're looking, searching, you know, seeking and praying to have at some point in our lives. And... Yeah, and so this whole idea is like, yo, how do we get it? Like, how do we reach that place? And it's like, no, I don't, you know, she doesn't have to be, you know, this Harvard grad and, you know, like none of that shit. It's that you want a partner that is going to, one, support you, that's also going to hold you accountable, that's going to hold you down, um, that's going to push you. And you want a relationship that is equal parts reciprocal. Like that's what you want, and I and, and and I strongly believe that's what they have. You know, that's what they show us, and you know, and and you know, one thing that I've always appreciated from the beginning of you know Obama's um, you know tenure as president is that I don't know that I've ever witnessed a more open and you know, sentimental and vulnerable president. And that has a lot of layers for me. And to be a black man and to clearly demonstrate um, the depth that, that, that he has emotionally, whether it's, you know, talking as open and as freely about his love that he has for Michelle. That shit's dope. So for a person like me, you know, where um, you know, I I I believe I believe strongly, right, that vulnerability drives connection so that um intimacy can fuel our relationships. So at a very basic level, right, we all we all desire to feel connected and if there's no vulnerability in your relationship, how can there be any intimacy, right? Like, there, there can't be. So you have to be able to, you know, understand these seemingly simple but very complex components to developing any kind of relationship, not just a romantic relationship, um, platonic relationships as well. Like, you have to be able to understand these principles. Okay, and so so I say all that to say, and I'm gonna wrap it up with this, that to have a president who also happens to be a black man be as emotionally transparent as he has been to witness that has been rewarding in ways that I don't know that I can put into concise thoughts or, or, or words, you know, to, to see that as a black man, you know, 
to see this happen on the world stage, right? Because um, navigating masculinity and vulnerability in and of itself is a daunting task, um, especially for those of us exposed to a culture that, that doesn't value nor find strength in being vulnerable, right? Um, our society tells our young men over and over in not so subtle ways that they should, you know, mask themselves in the facade of bravado and shed away all their feelings, emotions, and all these things that are just outwardly perceived as being weak. To that end, and because of that, we'll just continue to groom a generation of men who do not possess the emotional intelligence to be supportive romantically. I want to be the difference in that. And, and I hope, because of the Obamas, that will change.